This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Mario, when you think about the most valuable resource we have as people, it's time. And it's the thing we give away sometimes willingly, sometimes unwillingly, but it's something we can never get back. That's so true. I think we always look to manage something, right? And what I've learned recently is a mindset shift. How do I invest my time? Is what I'm doing right now going to help me move forward, right? Uh, is it going to help me with the many priorities that I have, right? Or the goals that I have set forth, Um so that's 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 a discipline, right? And it's not a an acquired skill, it's a decision. Where are you going to invest your time that relate to the things that you're up to? Right. And oftentimes, you know what? We have we have our family, we have our partners, our spouses, our children, we have all these things and you'll get a call and you're like, Hey, me puedes echar la mano? And we do. Right, because it's it's in who we are, uh, but we also need to focus on on the priorities, you know. And a lot of times, what we do is we sacrifice the important to focus on the urgent, and that's something that we need to correct because you need to you need to manage your time. And you know, there was this funny meme on Facebook one time, and I, I read it, and it said, "When I say I'm doing nothing, it doesn't mean I'm free. It means I'm doing nothing." And we have to put those pauses into our day and into our weeks and into our lives because, you know, my dad would always say, like, si no le das reposo al cuerpo, el cuerpo te lo va a dar a ti. And it's true, right? Like, you get sick because you run yourself so ragged because you give your time and your energy without restraints, without boundaries, without specifications or rules of why my time is valuable. Yeah, continuing on that, you said rules. And one of the things that I heard uh, most recently in the last 12 months, your lack of planning does not become my urgency. So you have to set those boundaries as a rule to safeguard your time. Because so often you will get that unexpected call and that's going to throw off your day. So you want to make sure it's like, hey, yes, I can, but here's when I can. Right. Right. Really protecting that piece. Uh, And to your point, family, priorities, so in order to, to really l- lay out how you're going to invest your time, you got to really label out your values and your priorities. That's where it really starts. Absolutely. You know, I, I love that you said values and priorities because they're very different, right? And one of the things is like we value, we value family time. But does that mean that when we say we value family time, that that means I want to go babysit for one of my family members? Or how do I want that family time? You know, I want to bring my family in. Let's like, let's have dinner. This is what I, when I speak of family time, like I want to do it enjoying, not running someone else's errands. And you see this in the workplace too, right? Your boss will come and say, hey, fire drill time. Everything has a name, right? We got a fire drill. This came up and all this happened. And now you have to drop everything. And so many times when I'm coaching executives and professionals, they say, I feel like I spend all my week in meetings. And then when it comes time to do my work, I'm doing it at night or catching up in the morning. Or once I put my kids to bed, I go back to working 
because I'm helping everybody in all of their fire drills. One of the things that recently um, I had a conversation around was even jotting down where you're investing your time, right? Because some of those meetings are, are, are overbearing, not overbearing, but they just take so much time. And what does it really accomplish, right? We're in the world of effectiveness. I mean, I just went to, to a grocery store today and three of the cashier lines are gone. Now I'm actually the cashier, right? <laughs> so we're looking for efficiencies. So it's okay to speak up and say, hey, you know, this is not working because it's taking away from what we're doing. Um, I know I know that uh, efficiencies is, is the number one thing. We're hearing it all over through the technology sector. There's cutbacks and that's not efficient. We got to do that. So it's really, again... Is this investment of my time going to generate the most return? That's the biggest thing that you always kind of want to uh, look at. One time we had a very big customer meeting and it was in Arizona. And I remember at this point I was reporting to the CEO of our company and I had a team and they had wanted a director on my team to attend this meeting. And I said, great. And they said it was going to be all morning. It was going to be four hours long to prepare. We did. Oh, we prepared. The day before I get a call and they say, hey, it's going to be half an hour during lunch. We lost a spot and something happened. And now it's a golf outing and you'll be presenting during lunch. And I said, "Um, who's going from your team? And they said, oh, well. And I said, is is the VP from your team going? And they said, oh, no, so-and-so has you know, something. And I'm like, how about this person? And they said, oh, no, you know, that person's on vacation. I'm like, how about this person? They said, no. And I said, we're not sending, I'm not sending anyone from my team. And I said, I'm not sending someone to walk into this meeting and lead this customer meeting when you haven't made it a priority for your team and it's your team's account. And I remember that person was so mad at me. And he called someone else to find out who my boss was so they could call and tell them what I had done. And when he found out it was the CEO, he didn't. Because how would it have looked that he wanted my team to participate, but no one from his team was going? And that, to me, I think that's when I got that light bulb moment of, yeah, like if it's not a priority for you, I'm not making it a priority for me if it's your account. And also... We're limited. We're stretched, right? Like you said, everyone's stretched. We're all trying to hit these efficiencies and these things. If people don't give something value, we need to not give you give it the value. Because oftentimes we do. When someone says, this is really important or I need your help with this, we'll drop it because we want to help the person. But we have to understand the project. And I think we get some confusion there. The holidays are about everybody else. Make January a focus on you and your professional growth for 2023. Join me, Nayeli Suarez-Gas, at a workshop that will be held on January 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Oak Park, Illinois. For more information or to register, go to www.elevardevelopment.com. So making sure that the things that matter the most to you are not getting the least, least of you. I love that. So the things that you, you, you're going to have to say no, mm-hmm. right? No is a, is a powerful no, and a powerful yes is because you're committed, you understand, and you have the time to prepare. Why don't we say no? Overachievers, we want to stand out. We never are, 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 I'll speak for myself, we're never content. And it's like, you know, this, this, this is going to shine a new light on me. 
you have to you have to know your worth. We, I think we talked about that in, in a previous podcast. Knowing what you're bringing to the table, what your value is. Absolutely, and we also say no because we're people pleasers, right? Like we want we want to help. You don't ever not want to help someone. So if someone comes up to you and says like, "I'm in a bind," what do you do? You're like, "Yeah, I'll help you. What do you need?" And oftentimes, you know, I tell people. If you can finish what's already on your plate and you could help someone, help them. But also tell them that. Say, I have this. Can this wait till later? Do you need me to reprioritize? How important is this project to the company? Should I stop what I'm doing? Bring it up to your boss. And, you know, even sometimes our bosses will just bring us, bring, bring, bring. And then you have all these projects. And then, you know, oftentimes I would I would challenge my, my uh, bosses and I would say, Okay, I can do that, but what do you want me to drop? Yeah, you want to operate from the overflow, right? You've completed, you're able to help. And the other thing, too, is you got to be there for those individuals that, that will drop certain things because you needed something that unexpectedly, it was a fire drill. Um, and so they know they can count on you and vice versa. So those are the individuals you want to do that. It's that reciprocity piece. Uh, and that's your network, right? That, that's a small core that will, will do that as well. I will say this, though, the network and like the people and the reciprocity and you drop things for those that I I actually got dinged on that at a job because they said I use the network too much and I don't use the processes. And if you think about it, I was like, man, they had a point because the processes are made so you could be efficient. And I would always skirt them because I hated processes and guardrails and jumping through hoops and going through this and getting approval from here and approval from here, approval. And so what I would do is I would do just that. I'd walk up to someone and be like, hey, do you have this? And I understand like it was easier for me, but I understand why I got that feedback of stop leveraging your network and follow the processes because that's why the processes will work. That's, that's a great point. Because of the fact that uh, you're not reinventing the wheel and everyone is unified with those processes. Never thought about it that way. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, when they said that, I was like, yeah, that's 100% me. But it was my time management, right? Like I could not, I didn't want to do this process. I didn't want to wait. So I used my my network. I used the, the friends I had at work and I would do it for them. And they knew, you know, I had a, I had a friend who whose wife had a, breast cancer. And so when I finished my work, I would help him with his so that he could be there for her. And I would do it again in a heartbeat for anyone that asked me if they were in a situation like that. But I think it's the other situations, right, where you're being brought into, you know, like I I got asked one time, can you download this data for me and bring it out of the database? And I just want to do a dump. And I'm like, but that's what the database exists for. You just hit the database and you get the data from there. If I dump it, now you're just sifting through Excel for this. Use the database the way it's intended. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It, it would be a waste of time. Again, the ability to say no or just empower someone to say, you can do it as well. So how do you plan your, your, your day? <sighs> Let's see. Well, one, my first hour of my day is mine. Uh, and I have children and a husband, and but I wake up early. Like I am the first one up at the house, usually between like five thirty and like six o'clock. And I go downstairs and I have a cup of coffee and I think about my day. And then I think about like 
three to five things that I absolutely need to get done. One thing is I also have a notepad on my nightstand because if I wake up in the middle of the night and I have an idea or something happens, I need to write it down because I'll forget it. And in the morning, I'll try to piece it together, but I won't remember. But I say, here are my three to five things I'm going to do today. And if I do them, it's a win. And if I don't do all of them, then at least I need to do this one. And then I just plan for it. And I go start going through the day. And I and I plan everything and also nothing. So I plan like my like these are the three to five things, but I don't put time, they're not time bound. They're not, you know, based on so sometimes it's like, I want to have tacos with my friends. So like on Tuesdays or Thursdays, you know, I do this. I put in a class I like to take because I want to make sure that I have that spot reserved for me and everything's on my calendar. And I will like, I'll be driving and I have an idea and I click and I'm like, Hey Siri, add this to my calendar. Hey Siri, set a reminder for 4 PM to call so-and-so. Hey Siri, set a reminder to schedule dentist appointments. Because if not, I'm going to forget and I'm super forgetful. That's something that I picked up and what I, what I looked at is flexibility. So often we're so rigid when we write out our things to do, but there's got to be that flexibility to, to pause because before you know it, it's five o'clock and you're exhausted because you put too much on. As, as, as uh, my wife uh, says, like, you, you just do too much, right? So there's that flexibility that you have to come, but the consistency is the other thing that it really helps you drive that discipline as well. Does your, does your schedule vary for like your morning? Let's say you got four or five things that you're going to do. Are they consistent every day or do they vary by, by day? Oh, they vary because I have, you know, I have a coaching business and I have a delivery company. And so, you know, when it's Christmas time, it's really heavy delivery. It's also people that are going to be on vacation from corporate offices. Um, so with coaching, it's more varied because I have to be flexible, to your point, um, and when I can meet with my clients and when they're available. And that may mean a weekend, but... I always say like as an entrepreneur, like my schedule is based on my client's needs. And I also have the flexibility to make sure I pick up my kids every day from school. And that to me is why I am an an entrepreneur so that I could do those things. So it's a balance of, you know, when we think of time management, it's knowing that my day cuts off at 3 p.m. where I go get my kids, but also my schedule is going to be a little more fluid. And that takes a lot of adjustment, especially as you leave corporate America, where my schedule was like black, 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 lunch block, afternoon block, block, block. And I remember even blocking time so that people couldn't take them because I wanted that time to work. Yeah. So How about it, you? Well, it, it, I have the blocks, right? Mm-hmm. I have the blocks, but then I also have... Um, I always look to the structures, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm taking a class, right? If I'm getting a new certification around coaching, Um you know, I have to talk it over with my wife because that that that's going to impact her schedule, right? Because it's going to take time from what I do with the family and whatnot. So that varies, right? So it's just planning and looking at, at your current support mechanisms. Will it support your new endeavor, right? Uh, something's got to give. Something's got to shift as well. So that fluidity also exists uh, for those that we block off our time. Now, there's no one set way that that's perfect, but it's what works for you and your family. Uh, especially when you're you're handling multiple schedules, you got you know kids in school, right? You got working spouse as well, so you got that schedule. You got your family as well. So there's a lot of moving parts, 
Uh, so one of the things that we do at the house, we have a, a unified family calendar. calendar yeah. It's like, all right, what's available? What are we doing there? <laughs> and then what my wife and I have done is also, okay, we're not taking anything else on and we're, we're done. So that's, again, going back to the power of no. It's okay. You know what? We, we can't this week, but let's schedule for something in the future. And we'll give out some dates right, yeah. for that as well, but not overwhelming and kind of you know being that people pleaser and saying yes to everything. And you know what? I think... Wrapping up now is a really good idea because we've been very intentional about keeping these podcasts so that you could either make your commute to work, to school, something that will help you manage your time without being excessive. Very good. We'll close it out. We look forward for you listening in to the next episode of Corporate Cafecito. Until then, I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Gas y nos vemos la próxima. Hasta luego. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.